SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. Hi there. G'day, and welcome to this episode of The Settlement Guide, a series where we help you navigate life in Australia. Whether you arrived today, have been living here for years, whether you were born in Australia or you're planning to move here shortly, this series is for you. My name is Claudiana Blanco, and I came to live in Sydney more than a decade ago, and I'm still learning about life down under every day. Today we will explore how to prevent family violence in migrant communities in Australia. Family, domestic and sexual violence are major health and welfare issues in Australia. Statistics show 2 in 5 people in Australia have experienced physical or sexual violence since the age of 15. Family violence can affect anybody. But migrant women face additional barriers when they need to get help. There has to be a lot of support so the women are actually brave enough or feel confident enough to ask for help and there also needs to be active programs to raise awareness within the community so other community members can rally and help a woman who is experiencing domestic violence so she doesn't feel like she's been abandoned by the community. Let's get started. Until recently, family or domestic violence were considered to be a personal issue, not a societal problem. But the statistics are clear. Many in Australia are victims of violence at the hands of a family member. One in six women and one in 18 men have experienced physical or sexual violence by a cohabiting partner. Dr. Nada Ibrahim, a domestic and family violence expert at the University of South Australia's Centre for Child Protection, says that family violence can take many forms. The issue of family violence it's actually an umbrella term that is used for any kind of violence that happens in a domestic setting or a family setting so family violence can incorporate things like violence between partners so intimate partner violence it incorporates child abuse it incorporates elderly abuse it incorporates siblings abuse parental abuse so any form of violence that really happens in a domestic setting Victims of family, domestic and sexual violence are overwhelmingly women. And when we talk about violence, it's not just physical. Violence can take many other forms and include psychological abuse, financial abuse, harassment or coercive control. Dr. Ibrahim says some people still have outdated notions of violence and unintentionally unable to recognize that violence can be expressed or inflicted in many ways beyond just physical means. Sometimes uh, 
a particular culture may not identify domestic violence outside of physical violence. They may identify physical violence, which is not tolerated or is not accepted in communities because of its visibility, but they may find it really, really hard to identify some of the challenges of domestic and family violence, and particularly these would be things like identifying verbal abuse or psychological abuse or financial abuse or social abuse, which is where they are isolated from communities. In some cases, religious beliefs or the pressures of extended family can add complexity to a domestic violence situation. Given not all family violence agencies are equipped to deal with cross-cultural nuances, there are many organizations in Australia, such as In Touch, that specialize in issues of family violence in migrant and refugee communities. Anu Krishnan is the director of Culturebril, a cross-cultural consultancy firm which also helps organizations better engage with culturally and linguistically diverse clients in family violence prevention and other issues. She warns the pressures of migration can sometimes become a catalyst for domestic abuse. With the migrant communities, they have the added stress of coping with life in a new culture, issues with finding relevant uh, jobs and career opportunities, and very often they have to challenge the gender balances that are different to their home countries and the exposure to a completely new and much freer culture. Ms. Krishnan also emphasizes family violence prevention is only effective when the whole community is involved. There has to be a lot of support so the women are actually brave enough or feel confident enough to ask for help. And there also needs to be active programs to raise awareness within the community so other community members can rally and help a woman who is experiencing domestic violence. So she doesn't feel like she's been abandoned by the community because very often because of the shame associated with reporting intimate partner violence, women don't. So we need to remove that shame and tell them it's okay to talk about it, that they are not to be blamed. Ms. Krishnan says migrant women also face additional barriers when they try to get help. They're often isolated and don't know where to go. They are scared to report. And plus, even if they do report, where will they go? They're not used to taking help from people or going into women's shelters. They often have preconceived ideas about what these shelters look like. Many women have issues with visa, so they might be dependent on their partner for living expenses. Sometimes they don't have the ability to take their children and move. Wendy Lobween is the Senior Manager of the Prevention of Violence Against Women program for AIMS Australia, an organization that supports new migrants in their settlement journey. She says it's crucial for men to also be included in these initiatives. Men can really play such an important role, which is advocating for respectful relationships between men and women and respectful attitudes to women and challenge each other when they show uh, these, these attitudes that trivialise women's experience or violence against women. There are currently several services available to migrant women who fall victim of family violence. Many of these work with interpreters to provide support in all languages.
If you are experiencing domestic abuse, you can also report this to your GP, who can then advise you and refer you to relevant services near you. But if you're in immediate danger, Wendy Lobwin says you must not hesitate to call triple zero. And I know that a lot of women have confided that they are frightened of the police being involved. They think it will be the beginning of the destruction or breakdown of their family. But police are increasingly being trained in in response, which is around making sure that people are safe, not about ending marriages or ending relationships. That that work can come in whichever ways it, it, it unfolds. But the police can be relied upon to keep people safe. So. Please call zero zero zero. If you're a victim of family violence or know someone who is, you can call one eight hundred respect to get help. If you require emotional support, you can contact Lifeline on thirteen eleven fourteen or Beyond Blue on one eight hundred double two four six three six. If you need an interpreter, call thirteen fourteen fifty. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Settlement Guide, written and produced by Audrey Bourget and hosted by me, Claudiana Blanco. The Settlement Guide managing editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time. <laughs>